Welcome back to another episode of The Busy Mom. I'm your host, Flesh Shea. Here is where we talk all things work-life balance for moms. So we're now adjusting to the new normal. If you're anything like me, you've got your kids home and you still have to produce at work. So what does that look like? How adaptable is your work to working at home? How adaptable are you as a human to having your children around underfoot at all times while you still need to get things done? So I've put together a few ideas that will help us ease into this time. We don't know how long this will last. This business of being home, our kids' schools and daycares and rec centers all being closed at the same time. Many of us are in communities where we're actually asked to shelter in place, meaning don't leave your home. Just the other day, a friend was telling me she got the stink eye from her beloved neighbor and friend when she was out walking her dog. She, she well, What she interpreted was that the neighbor was sort of saying through the stink eye, go back inside. Whether or not the neighbor was saying that, we don't know, but that's how she felt. It's a level of vulnerability and fear that many of us are starting to experience. And I don't know what that's like for you. My training as a marriage and family therapist, although I don't do that work anymore, that training taught me that we need to be extra careful with ourselves during a time like this. Uncertainty tends to bring out the worst in us. And you're the mom in your home. You are the emotional center, the heart of your home. Everyone is looking to you for leadership. People are looking to you for help expressing their emotions and their feelings. And so you've got to take really good care of yourself. If you already have a mental health professional supporting you, keep it up. Most of the therapists and coaches that I know are still providing their support and, um, and, and help over the phone or over video chat these days. So don't be afraid to ask and don't be afraid to ask for help if you need to find somebody new. Now is a wonderful time for that. You're always welcome to send me a message or email me and I'm happy to send you the the list of questions that I recommend people ask a new therapist before engaging in the work and starting that work together. So you can, there's so many resources. It doesn't have to be expensive and you can get the help and the support that you need as well if you need that. But I've got a couple of pointers here. So let's go ahead and go through them. If you've got something to write with, wonderful. Um, the first one is if you are already a journaler, you already have a journal and you you really use it for, as a place to write down your thoughts, your feelings, and, and your inspirations. Keep it up. If you don't have one currently, make one. Or maybe you've already got, I find that a lot of us ladies start to be given journals at a certain age. And I know I have a stockpile of like six brand new journals that I've never used. I just cracked a new one open the other day because I thought, I, I went shopping in my own closet and found I already had a, a nice stash of journals. I've also now got my children journaling as well. You guys know that I have a four-year-old and an eight-year-old. So, you know, I've got little kids at home and, and they've got big feelings too. You're probably already seeing that. Many of the behavior issues you might be dealing with or sudden bursts of tears or screaming or throwing things are probably related to the intense stress that all of us are feeling right now. Journaling, even if kids can't write, is a wonderful place to put down their ideas. 
you know, a bunch of red circles and squiggles and with lines going through it are probably giving you an indication of how your little one might be feeling as well. I would encourage now starting your day with journaling with your kids, model that for them, show them what it looks like to be intentional, to take take control of their mental health, their well-being. They're looking to you, so you model that for them now. The second thing I want to encourage you to do in that journal is to start tracking your intuitions. A time like this will show us, like nothing else, how powerful that still small voice is inside of each and every one of us. If you're a woman who already feels deeply connected to your intuition, well, fabulous! Keep it going, and I imagine that you'll be getting more and more information. If you're new to it, it simply means, here's what I would do if if you're new to, to tracking your intuitions. I would make a page in your journal and I would write intuitions on top and I would just write down the first things that come to mind. They don't have to make sense. They don't have to be complete sentences. Just write down what they are. It's nice to have something to go back to. You might think in two weeks, gosh, did I, was I already thinking that or feeling that once we have some new information? The only way to track it and to know, to learn to really trust your intuition is to write them down and go back and read them periodically and see what was right, what was accurate, what's for you and what's meant for someone else. It will start to surprise you. My third recommendation for you is sleep. I know everyone is telling you this, but honestly, it is a wonderful way to combat uncertainty, to combat stress. Uh, You know, my concern for a lot of us with uh, not being so active and not getting out of our homes as much, our gyms are closed, our swimming pools are closed, um, our our walking buddies are canceling on us, of course, uh, and we're canceling on them, we're not getting as much exercise. And my concern is that how that stress starts to build that ring around the middle, not getting enough sleep exacerbates that. So doing what you can to get enough sleep, if you don't have a good bedtime ritual, now is a wonderful time to create one. I'll give you a couple of short ideas here that don't cost anything extra um, and don't take any other time and don't require extra equipment. The first one is taking a bath or shower right before you go to sleep. Of course, turning off the television at least an hour before you go to sleep. Try to set your bedtime for a full hour earlier than normal. Maybe now's a great time to start going to bed right around when the kids do. And my last one is, this is something I learned in yoga, which is to lay on your back and put your legs up a wall. So you'll need to do this by a wall and you just leave your legs up there. They can be together or let them spread out and you just do some slow, deep belly breaths. Put your hand on your belly so you can feel your belly rise and fall. Do this right before you go to sleep and see if this doesn't make a difference. And you'll notice none of my recommendations included drugs or something for you to eat, right? No pill to pop, uh, no, no, nothing special, right? All tools that you most likely have at your disposal already. The next one is to hydrate. Sip on water all day long. A doctor friend recently told me that this might be helpful to those of us fighting viruses. And I just 
thought, what's the harm? And the truth is staying hydrated is important anyways to combat headaches. You know, and if you've already been, um, you know, this might be a really great time also to cut back on those sugary drinks and opt for water instead. The next one is to make time for your feelings. So you, you heard me suggest for you that a great option would be to start your day with journaling and to get your kids on it too. But this is something private. Making time for your feelings is not something you necessarily want to do in front of your children. You don't want to frighten them. And you don't know what might come out. So whatever it is that you're feeling, make time for it. Is there another adult you can call on the phone after everyone goes to bed and you can simply talk about your real and true feelings, your concerns, your thoughts? Or is it something you do in the bath, uh, you know, with the door closed and the, the fan on so no one can hear what, you know, what the tears that might start flowing or the, um, the grunts and the angry noises that you might want to be making at this time? You've got to make sure you're taking care of your own mental health. And if you don't, it will leak out inappropriately in other in the wrong places, right? It could affect your productivity with work. It could affect your relating with your children. You don't want any of that to happen. So the next thing I want you to do is to look at making a new schedule for yourself and keep it flexible. But here's the other thing. Talk to the other people in your home about it. If you have children old enough to understand something as as, uh, rigid as a schedule, include them in on it too. Many of us are now moving into homeschooling territory, something I know I have no experience with and had no desire to take on, and yet here it is presenting itself. And so you know I will be stepping up, as I know you will too, to strengthen and encourage those homeschooling skills to keep everyone on track. But that also begins with a schedule. You might want to include in that schedule self-care. Make sure that's on there, that you're doing little things or big things for yourself throughout the day to keep your sanity, to keep your cool, to keep a level head as you're traversing whatever might be showing up for you in any given day. But a new schedule is also going to remind you that that we need a new way of thinking about things. We need a new way to look at how we spend our time, a new way to motivate ourselves, to motivate our children, and to remind all of us that life can still move forward even if we're staying home. And then lastly, I want to encourage you to, this is a, a really fun one, I want you to loosen up. I want you to lighten up. There's a lot going on around us, a lot of questions, um, a lot of really beautiful things too, but we're learning about it in a very strange and faraway manner through social media, through video chats, through through our window. We're not experiencing and engaged in life the way we were even two weeks ago. So I want to encourage you to lighten up. What does that mean? It means to laugh more. It means to be silly more. It means to play with your children more. Here's the thing. You and I have built-in entertainment with our kids. And no matter what age your child is, you can find a way to be silly together, to be more playful, to use our imaginations. Children are such beautiful reminders to live in the moment and to embrace what is and to make the most out of everything. 
I'll never forget one time my husband and I took a great big vacation, a two week car camping trip. We went all around California and hit a bunch of national parks and we had a wonderful time. Neither of us packed a single toy for our uh, four-year-old at the time. We had a newborn with us too at the time. We didn't pack any toys to take on this two-week adventure. We were kicking ourselves once we got to our first destination and looked for the toy collection. We didn't have it. Sure enough, my four-year-old made friends with every rock, stick, tree, squirrel, other kid that we found along the way. And we never, we never hit a toy store. We never replicated any of those toys or anything. He had a blast with the natural world. And it was such a beautiful reminder, even to me now, that kids are resourceful. They will make the most with what's around them. And and they'll have a blast. And it will also is a wonderful reset for our modern kids, especially if you have a child who you've allowed to spend a lot of, you know, screen time. This is a wonderful reset for their brains to allow them to be resourceful, to allow them to get bored, to allow them to pull out a board game or to initiate or invent their own game. This is an incredible time for that. So that's it for today, Mama. This is all about the new normal. Thank you so much for joining me. I do this podcast every week. If you'd like to leave me a message and you saw, you saw this on Anchor, go ahead. There's a, actually a button right in inside of uh, the Anchor platform to send me a message. I would love to hear what you need more support or encourage around now that you're a working mom full-time, at home, with your kids. I'm here to support you and love you through it. I'm Flashe. See you next time.